All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the JK Podcast. We are back again. How you doing, guys? All right, before we get into uh, too much uh, turnbuckle talk discussion, we will do our usual sound clip at the beginning. And believe it or not, we are again featuring The Rock on this one. And this is something that uh, I was not aware of, but uh, watch this and I uh, thought it was pretty damn cool. And I had no idea that... Uh, the Rock was part of, um, well, when Microsoft uh, released the original Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, he was part of kind of uh, releasing us in part of that uh, campaign a little bit. So let's take a little peek at this uh, with uh, The Rock and uh, Mr. Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft, talking about the original Xbox. Here we go. The Xbox is everything The Rock is, cutting edge, powerful, exhilarating, and like The Rock, it will be the most electrifying thing coming out this year. And what The Rock is to sports entertainment, to the WWF, the Xbox will be to the video game industry, a breakthrough and certainly an original. I mean, The Rock doesn't impress easily, Bill, you know that, but I'm pretty damn impressed with what we're seeing here today. And considering that this Xbox at this moment is only running on one-fifth of the system's power, it's very impressive. Uh, Bill, do you have any idea what The Rock would be like if he were only running on one-fifth of his power? Well, I, I would think that... It doesn't matter what you think, Bill. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Bill. It, it's, it's just a force of habit. Rock apologizes. No, The Rock, even at one-fifth of his power, would still blow everybody out of the water, just like the Xbox. It is truly the future of video games, and I'm very excited to simply be a part of it if you smell what The Rock is cooking. Thank you. The Rock says, 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 The Rock The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock The Rock and uh, if you go and uh, watch that uh, video, you can, uh, you can find it. Of course, if you search on the internet, you'll see uh, just how freaking big that original Xbox controller was. It was you, huge. Uh, did, you, did you ever actually get to play with that original controller? It was, I won't say it was like a, a horrible, horrible experience, but it felt like you were, uh, it just, it didn't feel proper. You know, and thankfully they, uh, they, they caught their, uh, I won't say mistake, but, you know, they refined that design down to what we, uh, I don't have nowadays with the, uh, the Xbox One controller, and uh, this thing, it just, it, it you know, the, the the PlayStation controller, it made you feel as good in your hand, but this feels so good in your hands when you're playing a game that uh, a lot yeah. of times you forget you're holding the controller. It just, it's uh, er- ergonomically, uh, the way it's designed is uh, perfect for the human hand. The original Xbox controller, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they used... Um, you know, the hands of Andre the Giant yeah, to no be kidding. able to mold it after because that thing was humongous. Yeah, that was definitely the Andre uh, model going for that one for sure. All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to do a little um, terminal talk discussion, some pro wrestling talk. and um, It's about time. It's about time. It has been a little while. Now, to kind of start things off here, I'm kind of debating whether to talk... Uh, about this or not, but uh, I think we'll lead off with it as a topic. And uh, for a change, let's lead off with something that doesn't have to do with WWE. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so the uh, the article leads or reads, sorry, GFW, otherwise known as Global Force Wrestling, which is uh, you know what uh, TNA Impact is now. It's uh, Global Force Wrestling and that all combined into one, and they've called it the uh, they've got the GFW brand uh, cancels an upcoming live event. Why? That is an interesting question. So we will uh, read into this here, and uh, it looks like, actually this is uh, right uh, from the the source with them. So let's uh, go ahead and read this uh, um, right from Bridgeport, Connecticut, which uh, I don't know if is their headquarters or what that is, but uh, Global First Wrestling regretfully announces that the Impact Live event at the ballpark at Harbor Yard, scheduled for Sunday afternoon, August 6th, has been canceled due to unforeseen circumstances and logistical challenges. All fans who purchase tickets for the Bridgeport event will be fully refunded. GFW will also offer all who purchase tickets to the Bridgeport show complimentary tickets to either of the other uh, area live event shows that will be held that weekend, Friday, August 4th, 
on Long Island and at the Sports Arena in St. James. Uh, and Saturday, August the 5th, uh, Staten Island uh, at the Richmond County Bank Ballpark. And at St. George, uh, please bring the original receipt from the Bridgeport show. So not really being too specific there. Just basically, for me, if I were to read into that and, and kind of pick something there, it just seems like they don't have quite the resources to pull off what they were looking to do there. I mean, it says logistic problems, right? So who knows whether the area that they wanted to go into, if there was issues with ring, if there was mm. issues with stage, yep. if there was issues with uh, pyrotechnics, mm. you know, what type of logistical issues yep. or challenges were they having? We really don't know at this point and probably never will know, yep. but good for them on actually Just offering again. full refund. Mm. Or tickets to one of the other shows, yep. right? Or no, no, no. I believe it said they're going to get a full refund mm-hmm. plus yep. ticket to one of the other shows, complimentary ticket. So good mm-hmm. for them for saying, you know what? We understand we have an issue here, but we're going to give you a full refund, all your money back, and here you go is a complimentary ticket. So, yes. so yep, uh, kind of unfortunate uh, for them. Um, hopefully, uh, doesn't you know result in any uh, long term, uh, you know. GFW's in a really, really tough spot right now because they're doing very well, but they have a lot of uh, a lot of heat and kind of heat against them as well too. You know, with the way that uh, you know Anthem Sports and um, you know, um, I hate to say it, Jeff Jarrett, uh, you know, kind of handling things in certain people in certain situations. Um, uh, they're they're in a really delicate spot right now. They they need mm-hmm. to be careful. Right, because uh, you know there's you know an equal amount of love and heat there right now, and you know they need to you know, clean up their act. This deal with the Hardys, they need to put that behind them and get that done and get that over with. You know, for the sake of their promotion and for the sake of you know the Hardys themselves too. You know that that needs to to stop. True, but I mean, in in the same token, I mean, you mentioned you know unfortunately Jeff Jarrett. Um, I want to say that I mean we really don't know. How much Jeff Jarrett has when it comes to Global Force and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything that's happening there. I mean, Anthem Sports really owns uh, quite the majority share of that that whole promotion and company itself Mm -hmm. where Jeff Jarrett owns the name Global Force Wrestling. Right. And how much how much does he actually have when it comes to control over stuff with the broken hardies and True. and stuff like that right so mm-hmm. at this point really can't say your fault anything for jeff jared because i don't know mm-hmm. so could it come out in later times that yes this was all jeff jared possibly mm-hmm. could it come out that it actually was nothing to do with jeff jared and all having to do with anthem sports yeah possibly We'll, maybe, we'll find out, I'm sure. Maybe it's all just a big ruse and it's all just storyline. <laughs> and then maybe They're whoever, keeping and kayfabe then, alive. And then maybe whoever's in creative there at GFW is a, is a freaking genius. Now, on the flip side with uh, WWE Segway here, uh, there's a, a podcast that uh, kind of discusses it. We've kind of hinted at this, but I don't think we've ever kind of delved into this topic. So I, I think maybe we will. Uh, kind of on the fly coming up with this uh, topic here. Of should Vince McMahon be removed from WWE creative? Oh, it's a big, uh, it's a big question. It is, and uh, I, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll discuss it and we'll see how how it goes here. Now, let's start with with your opinion. Should Vince McMahon be completely removed from any creative decisions? Should it maybe just be toned down a little bit with him, you know, um, or you know, do you just let him just continue to do his thing? Removed. Yeah. Completely removed. Completely removed. I think. Yeah. I think honestly, he's really he's done a lot for the quote unquote sports entertainment industry. No denying it. No denying right? it. But I think now age is starting to set in, and I think there might be a little bit of dementia or something like that that's coming in because things just don't really seem Vince McMahon of old. Yeah. Um, so I think it might be time to actually take a step back and mm-hmm. kind of let someone else kind of come in not necessarily saying triple h but i mean there's there's a 
plethora of of guys that are working in the back now and and i just just want to throw with this name not, not just because he's canadian but because i think that he could really have amazing creative stuff but we're looking christian mm-hmm. who is a guy that, that that's working in the back of wwe who could really take that ball and be like the be all end all head of creative and really come out with some amazing stuff yeah, there's so many uh, you guys have behind the scenes. You know, you have uh, Finley, um, you have uh, you know uh, Joy Mercury, uh, you know uh, Road Dogs. Yeah, some of these guys in, in the background make use of them. Maybe even start looking outside of your promotion, bring in some some people that, are, that have great minds for the business. Uh, a big one that uh, you know that, that stands out to my mind that you know that they should you know at some point consider using as Truth Martini. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not bring Truth in and see what he can do? Wouldn't that be something? Really, Truth Martini is the biggest one that you can think of. Bring no, not I mean, not the biggest one, but I mean, no one that that stands out right, right to to me because you know he's done so well where where every else he's gone. Where has he not been yet in WWE? You know who really stands out for me? Big Joe and Carl Carabell <laughs> of yeah. J and K Podcast. Well, you know, and that, that just comes from, uh, you know, watching, uh, you know, wrestling and, you know, and, and keeping an eye industry for so long is that, uh, you know, we kind of see that the, the trends of what uh, kind of ha- can kind of happen. You know, one thing that's uh, that's happening now that uh, seems to be a stumbling block of WWE recently, uh, you know, bringing in uh, new talent in and then really faltering and really kind of messing up with their way with uh, Mike Kanellis and uh, Maria already. They're looking at that, you know, axing their little push there already like, oh, they haven't even done anything yet. I know. And it's like, damn it. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things. And and I'm wondering now, is that Vince McMahon that's really pulling the strings with this stuff? Uh, I mean, it, it, WWE lost an amazing talent in Austin Aries, mm, right? Yes. Like, Austin Aries is now gone from the WWE because they would not allow him to move away from 205 Live yeah. like he wanted to. Why not? What's wrong with giving him a little bit of a different approach to things? Because he's been there. He's done absolutely everything in the professional wrestling world and industry. They they didn't let Austin Aries be Austin Aries. No, they didn't. Vince is... Uh, you know, has those moments where he's very edgy and, and does some very, very cool stuff. You know, even, you know, the, the million dollar thing, you know, uh, he's even not afraid to poke fun at himself. Oh, you yeah. Know, with not being able to use the phone, right, and stuff like that. You know, Vince could be very creative and very edgy, but at the same time, could be very out of touch for what, uh, you know, the wrestling fan wants nowadays. You know, uh, you know with Austin Aries and some of these uh, ones that have been very successful in the independent scene, I mean... You know, and this is one thing that you know I think is helpful having Triple H because you can see that he has a little bit of that kind of mindset that he yes. realizes, you know, the potential of uh, you know these independent people because they're bringing them in, obviously, and you know to maybe approach it for maybe a more of a kind of independent mindset, right? Hundred percent. I think that's exactly what is needed with the WWE right now, and the WWE universe is going to be very happy if things were to continue and go that way. Everybody keeps talking about, you know, oh, we want the Attitude Era back, we want this back, we want that back. No. Nobody wants that back, to be honest. No. What they want is for these guys that are coming in from the independents to be able to be who they are and who they've been watching. From their independence all the way through, yeah. because we have to keep in mind, we have to remind people the the, the attitude era is one of the reasons why we're hung up in this PG era indirectly, right? Yes. So we can't forget that either. You know, and going along with what you're saying, you know, with that kind of more independent mindset, then you can really draw in some uh, top names out here that are avoiding WWE on purpose. You know, and that you know, I'm aiming that more really directly at the Bullet Club. You know, with yeah. the Kenny Omega, you know, the Young Bucks and, uh, and and Cody. You know, if you could bring if you could bring those guys into WWE, you know, with the combination of some of the other stuff, you know, you'd really have something there. You know, there's some little hints of it, like you know, with the uh, the Mae Young Classic, uh, you know, bringing in you know some of the really good uh, independent uh, wrestlers in there. Unfortunately, avoiding Ken a little bit, which is still irks us a little bit. You know, bringing our friend Jazzy in, great. You know, but, uh, you know, little hints of, uh, you know, little glimmers of hope here and there. You know, more of that. Yes. You know, so. And, you know, like, one, one of the biggest names in, in, not even so much independent, but in mm-hmm. professional wrestling that I can really 
talk about because I've done a little bit more kind of research on this because it always kind of kind of puzzled me as to why this person really left. Um, and and I, I kind of really found that because they were not allowing this guy t- to be really himself Mm -hmm. and and this guy i'm talking about is james storm i was thinking yeah like they really did not allow james storm to be james storm they wanted him to be james wwe storm yeah which unfortunately for him he he felt didn't really work Mm -hmm. and it really didn't because he wasn't really getting over with the fans people were that they popped because it was james storm yep right but to kind of, I don't want to say water him down, but pr- prohibit him from being who he is yep. really was a big hindrance and reason why we now don't have a James Storm yeah. in the WWE. Now, where I think you can possibly, you know, go back and you know maybe grab some talents like James Storm is what I, what I think that W needs to the next kind of idea thing that they need to do. Okay, so. Maybe as I kind of go through, you'll kind of see where I'm going with this. Sure. Okay, so you had the, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament. I'm going to have a drink of coffee while you're talking. Go ahead. Great. Yeah, you had the, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament. Great. You had the Cruiserweight Classic, bringing in, uh, you know, guys, independent guys from, uh, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, I can't even think of some of the names right now. You know, some even like Zach Sabre Jr., guys that, you know, came from the independent scene, worked for WWE and back doing their kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Great. Cruiserweight Classic was great. May Young uh, Classic now with the the women wrestlers. You know, not using any of the the mainstays in WWE. Excellent move. Mainly independent wrestlers. Great. Mm-hmm. What I think the WWE needs to do next along that lines is now what's left now. You need to have some kind of term like that for independent male singles wrestlers. Yes. So the idea that, that I have when it comes to this is go out and and get uh, you know get your your James Storms get your. Uh, you know your Kenny Omegas, Kenny Omegas and stuff like that, and then you uh, you do a uh, a male single males wrestler tournament, and I think that uh, you know it seems to be like it's named after dead wrestlers. So uh, if I were to, to pick a name, I think uh, to uh, uh, to do that tournament, I think that uh, if I were to go, I would say maybe either like a maybe like a Kurt Hennig or a um, you know or maybe a. Uh, a uh, macho man or something like that. Maybe. I, I mean, I, th- I for me, I kind of kind of go back a little bit further, yeah. like like really old school, like Jose Lothario or yes. Luthez. Maybe Luthez. Yeah. Classic, right? Or, uh, like, you know, or, or Bruno Sanmartino. Or yeah. A, uh, you know, or maybe a... Uh, oh, or maybe give us Canadians like a little something and do a Dino Bravo classic. Yes, that'd be very cool. Right? I think that, that, that idea of that tournament is something that they should be looking at, at next. You know, they, oh, they're, yeah. they're on a good roll with that. That's the only one that's kind of left out now. So, and you can, there, there's so much good independent talent there that you could, so many pools that you can pull from there. And uh, I think that's what they need to look at into next. And, uh, you know, making the right choices there it could really have something special. It, it's not only special, but it could be huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're it's unprecedented in the industry. It's it, it 100% it is. I mean, you really want to talk about the WWE being able to make a name. Not a name for themselves, but to be to be able to get more subscribers to the WWE mm-hmm. Network, you're gonna make a network special where you're gonna have, mm-hmm. as you say, singles male mm-hmm. talent from the independents, mm-hmm. people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take guys, indies from all over the world, and bring them together like you did with the May Young Classic. Wow. People are going to go nuts over this and you are going to see subscriptions to the mm-hmm. WWE network rise. You're going to mm-hmm. see the word professional wrestling rise on Twitter, rise on Facebook, yep. rise on Instagram. Like it's going to mm-hmm. it would blow up. And if you could, you know, draw those names like your Kenny Omegas, like your James Storms, like your Jay Lethals. Yeah. Okay. If you can get all those kind of, you know, to the best of my knowledge, I mean, I don't see anybody else kind of talking about this idea right now. So if this ends up happening, we want some credit for this idea because, uh, and I have a feeling that's going to happen at some point. And like I said, I haven't seen any other discussion on the internet when it comes to this. So I think we're one of the first people that are, or uh, shows that are mentioning this. So, for, you know, and I literally just thought of this on the fly because we were kind of going down this path. And I'm thinking, okay, what's the next logical step? That's it. For American talent, I do have to. I, I I want I want to throw his name out there because 
I think he would be perfect. He's a little bit older, I understand. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Daniels mm. really would need Absolutely. to be in that tournament. Absolutely. No, yeah. I agree 100%. Yep. So we'll see as uh, time goes on here uh, if something like that happens. I think it is. I think it would hopefully just be a matter of time and you know, hopefully they can uh, pull it off that way. It would be very nice if they do. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if something like that does happen, we, we need to like get a hold of Triple H or, or somebody and be like, dude, take a listen to this back in this day. Look at the dates on it. Look at the dates on this. And, uh, I think we need a little bit of compensation for this now. Because it's going to (laughs) happen. I think, I think we're, uh, a couple of the first people to, to, to pick up on that, you know, and like I said, you know, when you mentioned before, you know, we've been watching this industry for a long time, the majority of both of our lives, and, uh, you know, I can I can see this coming, and I, I just hope that when, once they do decide to do it, because they will yep. at some point, but just to do it the right way, you know, you need to leave out, you know, your John Cena's, your Randy Orton's, uh, as, as great as those guys are. To, to make that particular type of tournament work for, you know, what, what it would potentially stand for, you need to leave those guys out. I have over 30 years in watching and and listening to and understanding the professional wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm very happy about with the Mae Young Classic, I do want to say, is that they did not have any of the current mm-hmm. female talent yep. part of it. Yep. I, I think that that was an amazing move. And even for them to like, like the Kelly Kelly's right. And the, uh, the Nora Roberts, right. Molly Holly, um, you know, didn't even bring any of them back. They kind of speculated maybe a little towards it, but they didn't. And I'm very happy that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, before we, uh, go venture into, uh, cause I think the, uh, for our main topic, uh, for uh, this episode, as we'll uh, break down the the rumored card for SummerSlam, there's some uh, good stuff there. There's some questionable stuff and uh, everything's in between. Um, before we get into that, I want to discuss Mr. Brock Lesnar again. Bork Laser. Bork Laser. Yes. Uh, a few things kind of going with this. Uh, basically, uh, Brock's looking at getting back into UFC again, which is kind of surprising because you know he was suspended and. As far as I was aware, um, was done with the uh, MMA uh, business, mm-hmm. and appears that that might not be the case. Oh. Um, so I'm sure that uh, you know, uh, Mr. Mark Hunt uh, is uh, going to be a person who is definitely not uh, going to be uh, happy with this. And what uh, makes this uh, kind of crazy too is that uh, when when and if uh, Brock does come back, the guy that he wants to have a fight with is a uh, very Interesting to say the least. Who would that be? That would be Mr. John Jones. Oh. Who is in the light heavyweight division. John Bones Jones? Yes. Nice. And if uh, you pay attention to UFC at all, you know that uh, he is in the light heavyweight division, which is 205 pounds. Now, for this fight to happen, uh, you would not be able to have Brock get down to that weight. If he were to, he would be putting himself at major risk health-wise. We know... That, you know, with the diverticulitis and other health issues that he's had, that that is not an option for that to happen. You would need to have uh, John uh, at least get above the 225 uh, barrier. You'd have to have him gain weight, not have Brock try and match John weight-wise. Not going to happen. No. You'd have to have John step up to the heavyweight division and then uh, have those two guys have a fight. So... Interesting because uh, you know they're both pretty decisive personalities. Are uh, Brock is Brock Lesnar? We all know uh, how Brock is. Yep. And John uh, John Jones, a very uh, outspoken, very uh, you know um, has his issues as well. You know, uh, very unique fighting stuff. You ever watched that man fight? You know, UFC is something that I haven't been paying attention. Or haven't watched a lot of fights. I used to watch quite a bit of UFC, going to a couple live events and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He has a very unorthodox techniques. Lots. To do a lot of like spinning and elbow strikes and knee and weird kicks and stuff like that. He has a very uh, unique kind of style, and uh, then you have your your Brock Lesnar who likes to uh, wrestle. Strangely yeah. enough, <laughs> <laughs> so um, could be interesting there. Um, you know, we'll see when it uh, when it comes to that. Um, 
The only problem with that is if he goes over there while being, you know, the current, you know, uh, Universal Champion and whatnot. You know, we we get into this whole discussion again of him being the part-time wrestler. You know. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a it's a recurring theme with him. You know, you know, when he, he comes back and we're all excited again. You know, and they're like, okay, you know, he's gonna stay for a little while, and then then leaves again. You know, it's you know, I, I love Brock Lesnar. You know, but mm, it's getting to that point now where you know, be a wrestler or be a fighter or you know, I don't think he could do, you know, the Hollywood like the the rocker uh, Hogan has done. I don't think he quite no. has the uh, quite the the charisma there. You know that, uh, you know, we we like to think that he has a lot of that. You know, has to do with uh, you know the people he surrounds himself with, uh, Paul Heyman and whatnot, uh, building that persona there. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Will he get back into UFC? Um, you know, I don't know if I'm too fond of the idea. Um, you know, honestly, uh, I think John would uh, kind of beat the piss out of him. Yeah, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, you know. Yeah, at this point, I really think that it's time for Brock Lesnar to decide: does he want to do professional wrestling or does he want to do UFC? Yeah. I mean, in a roundabout way, he he needs to now like just kind of sh- poop or get off the pot. Yeah, one or the other, right? Yeah. So I would be more okay with him doing the jump if he wasn't in the title picture. You know, like he's the the current champion, and like that. You know, it's just. It... You know, it it feels like as soon as he gets that to that, to that championship uh, status, it's like okay, now I can go away. You know, it, I I much prefer the the fighting champion. You know, people you can say what you will about uh, with John Cena. You know, when usually when he has a title, he's a fighting champion. Mm-hmm. You know, even you know with the famously with the whole United States uh, uh, Open Challenge thing there, I was a fan of that. You know, I think they maybe went a little bit too long with it, and maybe didn't yeah. uh, quite maybe showcase as much of the up and coming talent as they, they did. You know, but they did good with the the Sami Zayn, especially. Yes. You know, and kind of squandering that a little bit now too. But uh, you know, um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm part of that old school mentality. I mean, if you're the champ, you need to be the actual fighting champ. Yes. If you have not defended that belt in the last thirty days, it needs to be taken away from you. Yep. Right. But that's just me. Other people love this idea of a part-time champion. Not me. Not me. I mean, the universal belt, for me, is on the exact same level as the WWE title. I love the universal title. I love the way it looks. I I just, I love everything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it should be defended just as much as the WWE belt. Awesome. Yep, I would definitely agree. All right, I think for the the last kind of half of this episode, I think we'll probably... uh, uh, take that to go through uh, most of this uh, list here. Well, after you're done that, I have one thing to go through. But well, let's go. Yeah. Through, no, let's go through that first. Go through it now. Yeah, let's okay. go through it now. What do you so, got? So, um, WWE and 2K yep. are have come out with. Uh, they're coming out with 2K18. Yes. So there is actually they've released the deluxe version, and I just want to kind of mm. give our our listeners what Good the call. deluxe version is actually going to have. Good call. I'm glad you mentioned this. So this one here, cool. the WWE 2K18 Collector's Edition, features. John Cena mm-hmm. this year. So what's going to come in it? They're calling this one the Nuff edition. Yep. Um Cena and then Cena Nuff. Cena Nuff of John Cena. Clever. Cl- very clever. Um this one's going through over his 15 year career. Um Honestly, I'm not a huge Cena fan, but I want this bundle. Yeah, it looks very cool. It's you know probably going for about 150 bucks. Yep. But I'm gonna get right into it now and tell you guys what's gonna come with it. Awesome. So you're gonna get a copy of the 2K18 Deluxe Edition video game, which includes the following items. It includes the 2K18 Season Pass digital content. Um, details for that are gonna be announced this fall. Uh, it's gonna have playable legends. And John Cena rivals Batista and Rob Van Dam. Nice. You're going to have two different playable John Cena characters. His ECW One Night Stand from 2006 and mm-hmm. WrestleMania 2006, or sorry, WrestleMania 26 from 2010. Um, there's going to be the Kurt Angle pack that's available with it as well, which is going to give you access to the WWE American Hero 2001 version. And the ECW Wrestling Machine 2006 version, uh, playable characters of Kurt Angle. The premium packaging includes a unique cover sleeve for the game itself. And now, kind of getting into a little bit of the uh, uh, the better stuff. Uh, for those that played the WWE Supercard, you're going to get a limited edition in-game cards featuring John Cena, Batista, and Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. 
as well as the Cena Nuff card back for your cards that you have there. You're also going to get the exclusive Mattel John Cena Cena Nuff action figure featuring alternate t-shirt options. Mm -hmm. And lastly, and probably for me, one of the, the, the most amazing thing that's going to come with it is you're going to get the limited edition commemorative plaque with a piece of the ring mat as well as a hand-signed photo from John Cena in celebration of him winning his 16th WWE Championship very from cool. the Royal Rumble. Awesome. Very cool. That's a, that is a very... Um, going to be sought after by wrestling collectors. It is. Now, it is limited to 30,000 copies mm-hmm. worldwide, exclusively on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Mm, okay. Oh, that, that's very cool. And going along with that, uh, a couple things I'll mention actually. One that just kind of came up on the spot, and uh, another one that uh, I think we'll make use of is uh, I think once that, that game comes out, we're definitely going to try and get our hands on a copy. And we may oh, yeah. look into doing uh, some uh, maybe less plays on the YouTube channel. Yeah. We'll, we'll possibly look into something like that. And going along with what you said there, uh, a little challenge to people listening to this episode to see if people are paying attention. Uh, if you can, because uh, you had mentioned that ECW one night stand match. Mm-hmm. If you can let us know in the comments for this Facebook posting for this episode of who the match was against John Cena for that thing, um, we'll mention your name on the show. Yeah. Mention who he who he wrestled against yep. and did he win or did he lose? Exactly. A little challenge there for yeah. you. All right. So let's get into now the uh, the rumored... Rumored. Rumored. Possible. Uh, card for SummerSlam this year. We'll start at the bottom here. This is probably no particular order, but uh, here we go. Cruiserweight title match between yeah. defending champion Neville versus Okira Tozawa and uh, Arya uh, Davari. What do you think? I, I just threw up a little in my mouth. Did you not hear that? Oh, boy. <laughs> that was... I really don't care. Damn it. I still oh, really don't care. That's so unfortunate. Let's uh, uh, come to that. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's to the point now we'll probably see some kind of title change. And then, you know, maybe it'll <laughs> pique some more people's interest again. So we'll see what happens with that. My pick, probably uh, probably Duvari on that. Oh No, it's probably going to go to Tozawa if they change it. I think it's going to go to uh, Duvari purely uh, because of, uh, you know, I kind of hinted at this. I think there's no kind of denying now that the, the push for the, the Middle Eastern mm. talent True. is definitely something that is a thing now. Yeah. And I think that you're probably going to see that Cruiserweight title. Uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna probably uh, put it. To, uh, you know, I, I I could even see the uh, the Singh brothers uh, getting some t- uh, maybe tag team titles or something at some point, if they wanted to have them all kind of be champions at this point in time. Yeah. And uh, we just got some kind of notification. Uh, we don't have time to look at that right now. Oh. Um, next match: Big Cass versus Big Show. Big versus Big. I expect very. Little from this match. <laughs> Damn it! Um, what do you think of Big Cass as a as a singles wrestler? I, I like it. Perfectly honest with you, I like it. Yeah, I do. Honestly, yeah. I do. Yeah. Do I th- mean, he. I think he's really going to go places now that he's he's in singles. Yeah. Really, everything was all showcased yeah. on Enzo Amore. Now, Big Cass has the opportunity to really showcase yeah. himself, and I like it. Now, do do you think that uh, you know with it being against a big show? Now, you know, for maybe some of our younger fans out there. Um, you know, somebody who's been in the business for a long time, you know, going back to the Dungeon of Doom days in WCW, you know, he was a real standout in that group. You know, one of the one of the few good things that came out of uh, the Dungeon of Doom, mm-hmm. the big show. Um, could somebody with the, you know, the wealth of experience that show has uh, really help him get over as uh, as a bad guy? Big show will pass the torch and let Big Cass retire him. Yeah. You think so, eh? Possibly. Yeah. That'd be that'd be quite the uh, the gesture. Oh yeah, on his part, you know, considering you know, you know some of the other big men that he's gone up against. So uh, that'd, that'd be quite special, I think. And uh, I think is is definitely getting close to that point in time where uh, you know where Show needs to to look at you know because he can't take too many of those, more of those big spots. No, again. he really can't. Right. So and what better way to get Big Cass over than to allow the Big Show to uh, you know yeah. put him over? Yeah. 
So I think it would be interesting if they could pull it off in a, in a, in a cool way. Yeah. So we'll see what they have in mind. You know, this is SummerSlam, one of the big four papers of the year. So yep. potential for them to do something cool there. Uh, no kind of stipulation for this match. But then again, this is just rumored at this point. Yes. We don't know if this match is a definite possibility yet. So uh, next up, uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Oh. Hmm. This has potential to be an amazing match. Yes. Um, two different very different styles of, of wrestling. Um, I honestly see this one going to Finn Balor. Yes. Uh, yeah, you have some very, uh, you know, interesting stuff going on with the uh, styles, with, with characters and whatnot. You know, you have, uh, you know, definitely, you know, you'll be seeing the uh, the demon version of Ben Balor for this particular match, for sure, you know. And, oh, uh, yeah. You know, and Bray Wyatt, of course, doing his Bray Wyatt thing, you know, probably, you know, some real psychology leading up uh to that match, you know, depending on what kind of angle they go with there. So now, if this is something that they're going to do, SummerSlam is only four weeks away. They need to get on this now. Yep. Yep. Especially anything having to do with Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. Uh, next, we have um, an interesting. Uh, it looks like a three-way tag team uh, match. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. Uh, looks like title-wise here, but uh, anyways, we have uh, the revival. Uh, versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the mm-hmm. club, versus the Hurdies. Oh. Now, this kind of begs the question again, you know, could we possibly see, you know, the Hurdies go down the broken gimmick angle by this point? It's possible. It's possible that they'll bring it out then if things are whatever, whatever. Yep. Um, honestly, I would rather see the club take this. Uh, so I watched a little clip because I haven't gotten to watch Raw or SmackDown you know, uh, all that much kind of recently, but I saw a clip of uh, the Hardys coming out and going after uh, the Revival. And then just before Matt kind of doing the twist of fate, doing the delete, and yep. then go down. So I always just did the, you know, with Matt, he's really good at that, you know, doing these kind of little subtle little kind of jabs and kind of pokes and prods here a little bit with kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, they can finally go, go down that uh, angle and, um, you know, and, and make use of that text. I, I think that uh, you know, you know, it, it obviously did very well in, in TNA as much as we like to kind of poke fun at it originally and everything. Like that. And you know, now, kind of looking back on that, you know, I can see you know, yeah, you know that uh, just how you know smart and how cool it actually was. I think uh, you know, done in WWE, you know, as long as the the right creative minds are are behind it, you know, it could be done very well. Yes. So and you know, a lot more, you know, money can be behind something like that too. So you know, potential for some really cool things to be pulled off there. Done properly. All right. So next uh, we have the United States title match versus AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. Wrong. What was that? Wrong. Wrong. Who's the U.S. champ right now? Hmm. Is it not AJ Styles? No. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that Kevin Owens. Did he win the title back again? Yeah. What was it? It must have been like a house show or something. I thought AJ was, was still the champ because he had just AJ won it at a house show. At a house show, but then did he did he end up giving it up? WWE US champ current. Let me. Well, you do that. Let me try the let me try the OK Google angle. Who is the current WWE United States champion? That would not be correct. <laughs> Who is the current WWE United States Champion? Here is information from Wikipedia. Okay. Let's show who the uh, current Intercontinental Champion, Raw Women's Champion, uh, you failed. Okay, so we need to actually go into Wikipedia to actually look at this now. Current Championships. Oh, it's from what I'm seeing, it still shows AJ Styles. So there you go. Yes, AJ Styles. Reign number two. Held for four days. Defeated former champion Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho in a triple threat match SmackDown Live. Huh. So that would have been on Tuesday. So there you why, go. Why did I think that... I didn't, want, I didn't get to watch Owens SmackDown either, so... Won the belt back. I don't know. Um, I could see maybe going back on, on Jericho, maybe giving him another little... Uh, We'll push again because uh, I'm kind of doing a little return again. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see uh, 
our uh, Canadian friend Chris Jericho back with the U.S. title. Yes. <coughs> now, brief break from this list here because I, I just had a thought. Uh oh. And it may it may not be a good thing. It may be silly, but I'll, you know, I'll throw it there anyways. Should the WWE consider a Canadian title? Is there enough Canadian talent to justify this? You currently have, or no, you not currently, but you had a Canadian mm-hmm. holding the U.S. belt. Mm-hmm. So why could we not have a U.S. person holding the Canadian belt? Yes. When I was when I was in the wrestling business, mm-hmm. there was a Canadian championship belt that yep. I had won that Americans held. True. So. Yep. Why is there not a Canadian championship yeah. belt? And furthermore, why is there not a three-person tag team championship belt in the WWE? But that's a whole different topic. I'm yes. sorry. I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> but yes, Canadian title. Why is there not a Canadian title? That would be awesome. We're not even, why not temporarily make the U.S. title the Canadian title? Now, with all due respect to Harley Race and uh, all those people who held that title, very prestigious title, um, you know, why not? Maybe temporarily name it the Canadian. Lance Storm did. Yes. Lance Storm took the WCW United States Championship belt and put Canada flag on it and he yeah. made it the Canadian Championship. That could be interesting. And it could lead to some stuff made with Kevin Owens again, who knows. Yeah. Again, idea if they take that idea, we want credit for it. Um, next up, uh, Intercontinental title match between The Miz and Jason Jordan. What? what? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Don't know about that. Uh I don't think we're going to see The Miz lose the belt anytime soon. And not to Jason Jordan. Uh Angle's... Jason Jordan Angle. Would it, would, it, would it be considered an illegitimate son? I think so, right? Illegitimate. 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 Next. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon? <laughs> Who's picking these matches here? I don't know. Whoever did this up, I mean, whoever, like... And we understand that they're I give rumored, you style points, sir. And that's why we're kind of, you know, nitpicking and <laughs> laughing and joking with this because it's oh, all just rumored. Well. But what's the buildup for that? What's the buildup for Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon? They better start now. Yeah. And Shane usually waits till WrestleMania for this kind of thing. So um, I'm dubious about that particular match. Exactly. So I, I think we'll we'll maybe steer clear talking about that one too much. Uh, a match likely to be, you know, probably pre-show. Um, SmackDown tight team title match. New Day and Usos again. <sighs> Beating dead horses is one of the things that uh, WWE is very good at doing. We're gonna have one more ish. One more ish. WWE beats that unicorn once again. God damn it! Like it's just, you know. I thought we were kind of out of it because we're WWE was in a phase for a little while before you know things started to get kind of interesting again. Of you know, you have like three or four kind of pay per views again with a lot of really really similar matches with the same yep. guys, and you know that you know there's definitely still a little bit of this kind of going on. And honestly, I, I hope that you know that they you know kind of move on up to that match. You know, that again to be fair, you know. You know, there aren't really all that many tag teams around, so... The only way I can really see them doing anything good with this is if they put some sort of um, gimmick into the match, whether it be Mm. not a ladder match, but maybe do, like, a tables match, or maybe do a cage match, something like that. you really got to mix it up now. I think so. Um, Okay. This would be kind of interesting, a bit of a shame, and kind of a waste of these guys for SummerSlam, in my personal opinion, but... They're saying uh, a Raw tag team title match between Sheamus and Cesaro versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Yeah, they're you, you know what they're already kind of building towards a Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose kind of yep. partnership. So I can kind of see a little bit of that. Um, do I really think that they should be getting a title match? No, too early. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, really, they, they they shouldn't be. I mean, there's a a number of different teams that are out there that should kind of, you know, yeah, be there. And I don't care because it's 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 SummerSlam. It's both brands together. 
take somebody from, you know, a different brand uh, and bring them over and find out who, you know, the true champions are, right? Or something. I I don't know. My prediction with this is if this match does happen, you're going to see something else go along with this. Uh, I'll get a call us and we'll see if it happens. If this tight team match does happen with Sheamus and Cesaro and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, I think if Seth and Dean Ambrose win Mm -hmm. that particular match, you're going to see them be part of one of the matches that's actually confirmed for this card, which would be the Universal Title match with Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns. Okay. Now, I think if that tag team match does happen and Seth and Dean win, that they're going to help Roman win the title, and you're going to see a Shield reunion. I'm going to call that right now. Very possible. I'm going to call that right now, and we'll see if my prediction comes true. We'll see. Okay. Now, so as I kind of just hinted out there, now the rest of these matches are ones that are actually confirmed. Yes. Right. So everything up until this point are just rumored matches possibly happening. Maybe they got some tweaks to it, different people involved. Mm-hmm, name it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown women's title match between current champion Naomi, as we've mentioned, you know, really a resurgence in her career. And she's done very, very well since embracing this new kind of turn and image on her gimmick and uh, definitely improved in the ring and character-wise, you know, a real uh, comeback story, you know, that I'm, I'm actually really happy about because she was really down pretty low there and, and yeah. has really, really done well for herself. And it was really been nice to see uh, her against Natalia. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. So a uh, potential for a good match there. Yeah. If they can let, let Natty kind of, uh, you know, do her thing. Just just let her do what she wants to do. They, they need to let Natty go in there and run that match. Yeah. Um, because Natalia, not that Naomi really needs to be put over anymore, but Natalia could really put her over. Big time. Or what I would like to see is that they finally give Natalia her rights, dues, after all these years, and give her the belt. That'd be be cool as well. And and as a Canadian wrestling fan, too, from that perspective, it's cool, too. Yeah. Because it's always good to see a Canadian wrestler, uh, you know, uh, obtain a WWE title. So Uh, I'd be personally happy with however way it turns out, as long as the match is good, you know, get some good psychology in there and, and, you know, some good uh, in-ring work there, you know. So hopefully that can be pulled off well. And uh, I won't say it could be, you know, a show stealer, but... Who knows? You know, anything, anything's possible. If they really, really step up their game, you know, they can make it really talked about. True. You know, I don't think that uh, you know, NXT showed the original title match between uh, Sasha and Bailey. I don't think anybody expected that to uh, be the show stealer. Boy, was it ever. Oh, yeah. Right? So there's always that potential for one of these kind of matches to sneak in there and really, you know, draw some attention. So hopefully something like that can happen. Now, the other women's title match, uh, the Raw women's title match, will be uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, the current champion against Bailey. Yes. You know my thoughts on this. You go ahead with yours. Yes. Well, I know you're, you're always pulling for your girl Alexa to win, but uh, I'm hoping that you know uh, maybe some kind of stipulation might be added, added to this match. Um, and, and we'll see. I mean, they're both uh, you know, pretty good uh, talents here. You know, d- definitely uh, Bailey with uh, more of the experience. And, uh, you know, but um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think to, to make this interesting, I think you need to add some kind of stipulation to, uh, to it. Maybe a two out of three falls uh, or something like that, you know. Something like that might be cool, but they've really, with Alexa Bliss, been kind of doing a lot of these different gimmick matches lately, right? Like, I mean, the last one that she did was a kendo stick match, Mm -hmm. right? So now, do we really need to showcase her in that type of fashion again? Or can we just allow Bailey and Alexa to... Just have a good match. Yep. Yep. We'll see what uh, with that. I think it really comes down to, you know, Alexa being really being able to step up her game. You know, to to maybe match that uh, level of you know with Bailey and Sasha, right? So, and again, you harp on it, but I think she's already there. Yep. Hundred percent, she is. I, I think. I think. I think she's really, really, really close. I'll, I'll just put it that way. So either way, you know, with both of these uh, women's matches, I think you know whoever kind of wins, you know, um, I think we're, I think as fans, we're all going to win because I think uh, you know, mm-hmm. both these matches have potential to be really, really good as long as everybody steps up their their game. Not that the, 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 they haven't been, but to just be uh, at the top of their game to make these matches really good. I think that's the important thing to make yes. these ones stand out. So uh, next up, the WWE title match. Um, so it will be a 
current champion Jinder Mahal. Yep. Uh, versus John Cena and or Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, coming up on another um, weekly show that's happening. Um, there, John Cena and Shinsuke Nakamura are going to be having a match for mm. that number one contendership. Yep. Now, word is, you know, that it could possibly go that it's like a double count out or double disqualification or something mm. like that, which will then allow for both of them to be able to face mm. Jinder Mahal at mm. uh, SummerSlam. So it'll be interesting to see how this one kind of plays out. If it's going to be and or, would you rather it be and or or? I would rather it be or, and I would yeah. rather it be gender and Shinsuke Nakamura. Hmm. Yes, I think that'd be interesting too. Um, you know, it really all depends. I think on uh, you know, what they want to do with John Cena. You know, um, you know, do you have him really trying to, you know, put over? Uh, Shinsuke, not that he really needs to be, but you know, there's been some people, you know, in the industry, you know, some if you like Jim Ross and that kind of stuff, uh, so called Steve Austin, Mick Foley, uh, not pleased with the way that they're booking Shinsuke recently. Yes. So I think you know to kind of uh, you know write that not necessarily wrong, but uh, I think maybe give him the push over Cena, you know, because 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 then we're gonna start venturing down this path of breaking Flair's record, right? So that that topic coming up again, so. Yeah, because uh, I think if, if Cena ends up being the match just with Jinder, you know, we're going to see Cena probably uh, break the record. I think we definitely would if that's the case. Yeah. Um, coming back again for me uh, to a situation like Brock Lesnar, we're looking at John Cena being a part timer. Yes. He's gone and then he's back and then he's gone and then he's back. Can't overlook like, that. I exactly like. I mean. Either you're there or you're not, and not saying that John Cena needs to leave because the the, the kids and the women are still very very high mm-hmm. on John Cena. He is still very good for the company, mm-hmm. but we can't be putting him into high caliber matches and into title matches yep. when he's going to be gone for another you know four weeks, five weeks, ten weeks exactly. off doing something else. Yep. No, I agree a hundred percent. You know. And you know, say what people will about Jinder Mahal. Um, I mean, you know, he's been you know putting the, in the time, putting in the work, and being around. And yeah, you know, even if it's just for little vignettes and little bits and that kind of stuff. You know, uh, whether you're a fan of the character or not is beside the point. Uh, you, you can't deny that you know, the man hasn't put in the work and has you know earned the spot that he's at right now. Yes. You know, in my personal opinion, people can disagree and feel that he doesn't earn it. I think you just need to really take an objective look there and see what you know what he's done. Yep. And and say. But uh, yes, you know, obviously, you know, he did earn that spot. Um, and luckily to be the main event for the evening, uh, the Universal Title match versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman. Yes. So you have a fatal four-way match. Um, a lot of potential for a lot of kind of a shenanigans and, and stuff to go on here, so... Definitely. Now, when it comes down to this, if we see Braun Strowman take the United or the Universal Title, sorry, is this going to be the point where he's finally done with him? I don't know. I mean, will will Braun Strowman finally be finished? (laughs) Because I mean, continuously every week, he's not finished with him yet. Yeah, he's not finished yet. But once he reaches that high point, will he be finished? I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't personally see Braun getting the title. I really don't either. I think, I think that's really stretching. Uh, Joe is kind of caught in the middle there. Yeah. Um, you know, just you know, to kind of fill that fourth spot. You know, I hate to kind of say it, but it, it definitely has that kind of feel to it. I, I really think that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think we're going to see that scenario possibly play with Roman Reigns. But now, what if I were to just kind of mix these these up a little bit here, and let's say the universal title match was, um, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns mm-hmm. versus Braun Strowman. Yep. Would your thinking have maybe changed a little bit? Because mine has. Yeah. Right? Because we already see Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe in this feud together. Yeah. And we know that Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman are in a feud together. Yeah. So if they had just even written that differently yeah. on there, would do you do you think your thought would have changed from Samoa Joe being kind of just in the middle of this? Yeah, possibly. 
you know, what, what I think is, can make this potentially better too, and there's still time to make an adjustment there, is to make it like an elimination match. That's a good possibility. Right. I, I think that that's, you know, a bit of a better scenario. Um, you know, but I, I think with uh, the angle that uh, I think that they're playing towards is uh, the post stick with this format. And I think you're going to see some shenanigans involving, you know, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Given that that other match happens, that that's going to be the, the key player there. If yes. you see it happen, uh, I think you can see my the scenario that I'm thinking of unfolding, potentially. Yeah. I think it's a very, very strong potential. I think even if, if Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose don't win that belt, yeah. I think you could probably still see yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could very well come down to Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Yeah. It, it, you know... If they're back on the same page, why not help out our old? And then you brother? have you have that match ending spot of the three of them putting Braun through the table. Yeah, so right there. Yeah. done. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see uh, when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, it all depends if they want to pull the trigger on that or not. It definitely feels like it's on the verge of happening because you know we've mentioned this topic before, right? So we've gone through the whole gambit of how do we get Romans. Roman Reigns over as a character. How do we make him relevant? Okay, we've made every single attempt now. The only th- thing that could possibly be left would be to do the shield thing. That's yeah. the only other option. You know, it seems like we think, okay, well, there's nothing left to do. This is your last stop, right? If doing this doesn't get him back over, yeah, you literally do not have anything <laughs> left after that. You know, it's 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 very true. So very true. So honestly, as much as I love Brock Lesnar in this match, I will be happy if he drops, if the, he drops the belt yep. and anyone else except Lesnar wins. Yep, absolutely. I would definitely agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that about uh, wraps up for, for this week for uh, for Turnbuckle Talk. And uh, we did kind of a double header today. So you're probably going to see, uh, I think likely both the episodes kind of posted at the same time. Okay. I think I'll, I think we'll uh, put them both out at the same time. And as I mentioned in our uh, Facebook posting, now we didn't... Uh, Doing the tech talk episode because I thought it was uh, relevant to uh, good, you know, to play the yep. Lincoln Park uh, song for for Chester. But um, I had mentioned in the Facebook posting they were going to showcase some uh, kind of some international uh, kind of music here mm-hmm. to kind of mix things up. So we've been uh, mainly playing, you know, some mainstream kind of music. Uh, arguably, you can call it mainstream, but uh, you know, we'll definitely ins- include you know some bands that maybe you're not aware of that they've come from different regions of the world. Yes. There'll definitely be some of that mixed in there too with uh, these episodes. Uh, but for the for the first one for the end of this episode is uh, definitely a, a unique one, and um, you can actually uh, check out uh, uh, this one. Uh, it's um, the name is actually spelled M Y R K U R, so I guess that'd be Merker. Uh, this uh, woman is actually a part of a uh, Norwegian heavy metal group yep. that actually has some very cool sounding stuff. But this is uh, not so much that. Uh, this it's is a solo. It, it's very traditional. Um, if, like if you're a fan of Game of Thrones and this kind of stuff, it has, definitely has that uh, very um, much vibe to it. Uh, just you know, traditional Norwegian folk kind of music here, and I listened to this back quite a few times. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, it's one of the um, one of the nicest kind of pieces of music I've heard in actually in a long time. I heard this and I was just like immediately it was like a, it almost kind of sends a chill up your spine. Uh, and if you want to watch the actual video of this, you can search it on YouTube. And uh, Facebook and that kind of stuff. Look for uh, Nor- Nor- Nordic folk music by Merker. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right. If I am, I, not I apologize. Uh, you'll see this, and uh, I think uh, this was possibly possibly even recorded outdoors because you could hear kind of the ambience of the of uh, interest, uh, the uh, the instrument that she's playing, and, and, and that in itself is very interesting too because it's like a mixture of a violin and like a mandolin and a guitar. You know, it's very, definitely very you know traditional. Norwegian style. So if this is your cup of tea, you know, maybe if we have some listeners in Norway, you'll definitely uh, enjoy this. So so this will be our first kind of showcase international artist. So uh, um, listen, you know, listen to this uh, to end up the episode and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Ciao.
Sharing some hackers, like a knacker, and a little bit of a 